Well, this is the part we're supposed to have the theme music, but apparently Ryan dropped the ball. Ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. That's right. It is yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. It is May the 10th. It's Sunday, and apparently my app was uh, already still kind of tired from going seven hours last night. <laughs> yes, apparently so, although it held up better than I thought it was going to. I figured you'd have to dump out of that about once an hour. As it is, uh, you know, it really never gave you any issues. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck the deal is there. <laughs> but anyways, yes, it is the other ground life. I see the OG army is forming up in the chat box. Always happy to see you guys. Uh, how's your day go, Ryan? Uh, you know, I could fucking use a nap. I'll tell you that goddamn much. Yeah. Got to sleep about 2 a.m. Got up a little after 8. Had a grocery delivery. And then, yeah, I just need to go to sleep. <laughs> I managed to sleep until 10, which was uh, really unusual for me. I normally get up around 6 or 7. And uh, I'm probably going to be paying for that tonight. Uh, it's probably going to sleep screw up my sleep schedule pretty good. But it was totally worth it. Uh, that's right. We did a full seven-hour fight companion yesterday for anybody who missed it. Uh, it was long. <laughs> but it actually, it wasn't that bad. Um, we had plenty of people calling to help us out. I want to thank Homelander, uh, Sly Dog, uh, the Tenor, and uh, Uncle Canada for calling in. Did we, did we miss anybody? I think that's everybody. Uh, it made it for an easy show. Uh, and of course, uh, having Ryan here, you uh, were turned out to be very knowledgeable about a lot of the fight stuff, which was a good help. Well, that's kind of what I'm here for. You're you're the filthy casual. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about the fights a little bit before we get started on other topics? Uh, I don't necessarily know if we have to cover much of it. I think most of the people here probably watch the fights. Right, right, yeah. Um, no, I don't think we need to go over results and things. Just a couple comments about uh, mostly stuff I heard about after the fight, uh, some of the uh, post-press uh, conference stuff and things like that. Uh, apparently, Dominic Cruz is a sore loser. Well, I mean, if you if you go back and watch it, I can kind of see where he's coming from. Like, I don't see it as a bad stoppage, but he was working to try to get back to his feet. He never really took any huge shots after that big knee. And there was only, know. what, like eight seconds left in the round? I think, yeah, maybe um, that. Uh, I, he so took a I can see where he would be upset as the athlete, but again, <laughs> I didn't see it as a bad stoppage. Right, right. Uh, and I can understand him being upset about it, but he apparently wants to throw the referee under the bus, claiming he smelled of alcohol and cigarettes and this, that, and the other. And that you don't do that to somebody when it's that, that's their livelihood just because you don't like uh, how they uh, you know, refed. And most there's people coming to his defense saying that they've known him for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and they've never smelt uh, alcohol on him. And who cares if he smokes? How's that even relevant to the conversation? You know, things like that. But I mean, fuck, I've, I've had to ref some amateur fights before and I could have used a fucking shot or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought that was, uh, you know, um, kind of bullshit. But what are you going to do? I, I can understand he's upset. Um, well, and so that's the thing, like with Cruz, you can tell that like he legit felt like that was a shit stoppage because like when he's lost in the past, like he owned up to it. Like, I don't know if you remember back, but his loss uh, against Garbrandt, like his post fight media scrum, like that was one of the best ones ever of a guy like just legit 
taking it to task. Be like, yeah, that guy beat me. Like, no excuses. So, yeah, this was a little bit different. So, I mean, it lends a little credence to right. there may have been something going on there. Well, I and yeah, I, I think he's 100% correct, and he, but he's also wrong. What I think was going on there, if you notice, he didn't actually get up until uh, Cejudo uh, stopped pressuring him down. That's when you saw his uh, uh, arms extend. So he clearly was still coherent. On the other hand, what I think he was doing was turtling up and waiting for the end of the round. I think he knew how close the end of the round was, and I think he made a tactical error. Um, he thought that he'd be able, the, the referee would let him wait it out till the end of the round, which is why he was not really... Um, intelligently defending himself more than just basically tur- turtling up and trying not to take damage because he knew if that if he pushed off to try to, to get up that he would open himself up to more shots. So I think he made a tactical choice and it ended up being the wrong one. That'd be interesting. Like if you have if you run through all of the like higher level refs out there, mm-hmm. probably about half of them would have stopped it. Half of them would have let it go, especially right. knowing it's a lighter weight like that where. You're not necessarily going to have a dude just get absolutely wrecked by eating a few shots for 10 seconds. Right, right. But hey, like, this is what it is. There are refs. They're making judgment calls out there. You got to respect them. Yep. On the other hand, I saw very few people uh, question the Tony Ferguson stop stoppage, rather. Although I did see one or two. No, not even the, the ones I saw question it didn't even question that it should be that it was a bad stoppage more of that they don't believe in stoppages for a standing thing regardless and these, this is mostly a couple of fighters that I saw a post about it that said they would rather you know regardless of how bad it is don't stop the fight until I drop they say that but if they end up you know like 50 years old unable to you know say their own name they may have a different feeling about it or would if they could still have different feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mostly a macho thing. I, but I saw it from a couple of unexpected sources as well, but still I can understand where they're coming from. Their fighters. It's their livelihood. Um, they well, don't want to be. So that's the know. thing, right? You got to respect them as fighters, but they're not necessarily intelligent. Uh, He's not all of them. I'm saying. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know. Did you want to cover any more MMA stuff or you want to move on to our actual topics? That was about well, all I had. So a couple things, right? So mm-hmm. congratulations to Justin Gaethje making mm-hmm. an extra $100,000 on that fight. Oh, I didn't see the bonuses. Did he get like fight of the night and performance of the night or some shit like that? Yeah. So in his last seven fights, he's got nine bonuses. Wow. Talk That's about an exciting fighter. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know um, what he's making on his actual contract, but hey, an extra hundred grand to like that probably makes up for the fact that he's probably a little bit underpaid right now. Right, exactly. I imagine he hopefully his contract is coming up soon because obviously he's in a good position to get a better one next time. Right. And like it's gonna be an absolute fucking gigantic fight this summer, and they've all but said like we're probably looking like July, August, and with him and Habib. Yeah, yeah. Man, I really wish that guy, I mean, I can't begrudge someone their religious beliefs, but man, I wish he didn't have to take like basically three months off a year. That's his thing, though. Like, he's a principled dude. Like, he's one of the few people in professional fighting that you just can't, you know, back up a fucking Brinks truck and get him to fight on two weeks' notice. No, yeah, exactly. And it's not even that he's afraid to fight on two weeks' notice for the most part. It's just that he's not going to fight until he wants to fight. You know, it's, you know, I don't think, I think if he had cause to like jump into a two week camp and fight, he would. Um, I don't think he's scared of it in that means, but he's, like you said, he's a principal person who wants to do things his way and he sees no reason to like take a short notice fight because he absolutely doesn't fucking have to. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be interesting this summer. And then mm-hmm. going forward, there's what? Two more fights this week. Don't they have like a card on Wednesday and Saturday? I have no I idea it. really what's on either beyond like a main event. So not yeah, necessarily uh, prepared to talk about any of it. But right, right. Hey, we're actually like? almost back to fucking normal. Yeah, or as close as we're going to get for a while. Oh, let's see. The next fight up, uh, checking on him. It was, uh, yeah, that is on um, May 13th. So, yeah, that'd be Wednesday. Uh, that's the Smith versus Texera uh, fight. And it looks like he has some, I mean, obviously it's not going to be the caliber of card that 249 was, but it does have some uh, good fights on it. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's another fight. So that's like, we're, we are kind of getting back to normal, it's, at least for this type of event. Obviously, we're nowhere close to like, you know, football and baseball and basketball coming back. But hey, we got our sport, so fuck everybody else. Yeah, it's the only one I worry about. Although I do want football to come back because it would fuck up our fantasy football thing at work if it didn't come back. And I really enjoy that. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, when fall rolls around and the shit talking at work begins. <laughs> do you do fantasy football? I assume being because I know you're a football fan. Yeah, I generally do. I. I do like two or three leagues a year. They're leagues that have been running for probably a decade or more. So, mm. yeah, I only do. I used to do a couple, and I only just do one. I, I run the one at work. Uh, we've been doing it for ten or eleven years. I think since two thousand nine, so eleven years. Uh, it's a good time. You know, it, it's nothing nothing more fun than you know matching up with uh, somebody that week and spend the entire week trash talking back and forth. Well, it should be interesting for you, right? Because that's like one of the few times you can actually say, "Hey, I'm better than someone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've never won, but I've uh, I almost always make it's a 14 league, 14 team league. Uh, so only the top eight teams make the playoffs. I normally do that, but that's not saying much when there's only 14 teams. This year, I came in second, which is the best I've ever done. Normally, I end up like seventh or sixth or about at midfield, maybe a little bit better. Um, hopefully this year I want to win. I, I did so well last year, compel, comparatively speaking, actually won a little cheddar uh, for being in second place. And uh, I'm going to the top this year. God damn it. Did you really just fucking call it cheddar? Yeah, a little cheese. <laughs> Are you like early 2000s black man right now? Maybe, maybe I am. <laughs> God damn, pal. I, I, you know what? It is funny. Uh, there's uh, quite a few uh, black people at work. Um, and no matter what group I am in, I notice I tend to pick up their slang. If I hang out with Southern people at the end of the week, I'll end up with a slight Southern draw. I'm not mocking them. I'm not even doing it on purpose. I, I don't know. I don't, I think it might be some weird mental uh, trying to fit in thing. But I picked up uh, a couple few uh, urban phrases over the years. So favorite, where are you hanging being, out with like turn-of-the-century rednecks to get <laughs> phrases like couple few. Couple few. Well, you get remember, redneck is what, what I grew up in. It is now an affluent neighborhood, but back in the 80s and early 90s, uh, when I was growing up in this area, it was mostly woods and redneck people. Uh, our high school, I think, had five black people in it or something like that. It was a pretty small number. Uh, like in my middle school, I think there was like three. <laughs> um, and only and there might have been as many as 10 or 20 black kids in our high school, but that's only because uh, the very edge of our school district uh, butted up on Pontiac, which is a urban city. So, but for now, for, uh, now from what I understand, now it's very assimilated as all kinds of uh, races and religions and things like that, the school that I used to go to. But back when I went there, it was both, mostly just rednecks. Fair enough. <laughs> but rednecks, of course, come in a wide variety. You know, there, there were the jock rednecks. There was the burnout rednecks. There was the country rednecks. You know, there was the preppy rednecks. <laughs> but they're all they're all basically just, you know, 
white people of various descriptions. No, I, I think that's just no. Those are just all rednecks. <laughs> kind of like you try to like more finitely, you know, describe nerds. No, they're just fucking nerds. No, no, there's all kinds of various subsets of nerds. You oh, there's do, fucking nerds. You goddamn nerd. You do the nerd community a great disservice by lumping them all into one category. There's geeks. There's dweebs. There's no, nerds, there's fucking there's freaks, nerds. There's goddamn nerds. <laughs> <laughs> fine fuck you <laughs> did you see that uh, Elon Musk uh, is going to take Tesla out of California no I he's losing his shit like he's good I think he's getting to the crazy genius part um I think it's a uh, a lot more calculated than people are thinking um it's no coincidence that he's coming up on a gigantic bonus. I think like $780 million or some bullshit like that. If his company performs uh, well, and he was well on track to hit that before the COVID stuff. Uh, so I think a part of this is, you know, he's, you know, making it out as, you know, freedom, you know, not from oppression and this, that, and the other. And some of it might be that, but I think a lot of that is him wanting his money and getting pissed off that they're not letting him make cars. The guy's worth $40 billion. I think he's just losing his shit. Well, yeah, he's worth $40 billion in paper. That's, you know, I mean, I realize that's how it works now, but I, that's all based on the value of his car company. Uh, he does tricky shit with that all the time. I saw the other day that he wanted to, uh, he was complaining that the uh, stock price was too high. Um, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's shady shit going along with that. I don't understand enough about stocks to really be speaking about this. I'm kind of talking out of my ass. Um, but yeah, it just no, seems so like, like a weird shady no, thing. He's like, he's like rich, rich. Before even Tesla was the thing, this guy was fucking ridiculously wealthy. It's not something that like he's going to live or die based on a plant in California. Like he's fuck you rich. He's been fuck you rich. And now he's just losing his mind. Yeah, that part, I don't know. If it's not a great big act, then he 100% is losing his mind. Because I didn't bother to click on the article, but I saw yesterday that probably in the Joe Rogan show, I don't know where he said it, that he thought that within 10 years, there's a good possibility that we'll be able to speak to each other mind to mind through new technology without even having to speak with our actual lips and mouths. I'm like, oh, 10 years. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Rogan's been peddling that for 10 years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah I, I hate it when Rogan gets into weird shit like that. I like the dude. I think I'm apparently, according to the OG, I'm one of the few people that thinks he's funny. Uh, and I just, I just like him as a person for the most part. But uh, I hate it when he gets into that crazy, weird shit like that. I'm like, come on, Joe, you're a smart guy. You, you, you know better. Or you should anyways. Yeah, I don't mind his comedy. I caught him uh, quite a few times. I think I was actually living in uh, Colorado the same time he was. I was able to go up to Denver and catch him at the Comedy Works quite a bit. So those were some decent shows. But yeah, he's he's always been out there. I think this is just the thing, though, right? It's like once you get to the point where you're fuck you rich, like generally you just start looking into things that make no fucking sense because you have, really have nothing but time on your hands. <laughs> True. Or maybe uh, it's the opposite. Now that you have fuck you money, you don't feel like you need to censor yourself anymore. 
So you don't, you know, lots of times in life, lots of people don't bring up things because it would be detrimental to their financial career, um, especially public figures like that. So now, and Joe Rogan definitely has fuck you money uh, and he keeps on getting more of it every time he puts out a Joe Rogan experience. God, the numbers that have been thrown around about how much he makes in one of his shows, even if you take the lowest possible number, he's making so much fucking money from that show. This is why you're supposed to be growing this shit. Get out there on Twitter and whatnot and monetize us. And I'm working at it. It's to the point where I can, you know, buy a a case of White Claw every episode and never have to dip into my own money. Well, honestly, right now, if you go by the stats that Podbean has given me as examples for monetization, if we did that right now, we would probably make a couple grand a year off the show. Which wouldn't be horrible, but I'm not sure if I want to start sticking commercials in the show for that little money. Because obviously it's going to affect the uh, listeners. You know, uh, it's be They don't want to get, listen to commercials. And right, right now I'm not sure if we can justify asking them to. So that's why I haven't really looked into doing it yet. I figured if we're going to do it, it should be enough, uh, be enough money to make it worthwhile to, because it will degrade the show a little bit. I think, no, like I said, no one wants to listen to commercials. Listen, if we have to listen to Tanner take a piss every 20 minutes, these degenerates can listen to me, you know, (laughs) read an ad read for, you know, Lizzie's lubricants. Right, right, and I think it it might even be, from what I understand, it, it might not even be something that happens uh, during our show. Uh, I'll have to look into it more. It, it, just on the surface, it looked like they might insert ads into our downloads. So, like, after we download it or something like that, there might be an ad at the beginning or the end or something like that. Um, but, you know... Once again, we're we're not we we're not at the point where we'd make a significant amount of money, so I'm not too worried about it. In the future, yes, I'd like to get paid. I'd like to be able to do just this for eleven. I mean, who wouldn't expand it into a whole network of shows like Kevin Smith? Have you ever seen how many fucking podcasts that guy does? Um, at least a dozen, I would say. Yeah, uh, he does enough basis. that he gets to ignore you on on Twitter and and you complain about it like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although he, it's funny, he did. Uh, uh, apparently, I, I attracted his attention because the last couple times I've tweeted to him, he hasn't responded, but he's liked my posts. Uh, like uh, we were talking on the OG about TVs the other day, and Kevin Smith has an awesome story about a TV in his uh, bedroom. It's like 110 inch. Uh, it costs like $10,000, but he didn't buy it. Sony gave it to him. Um, and he's got a great story about how he got it, how getting it, and he decided he put it. He would put it in his bedroom, despite the fact that it's like two feet from his bed. So, so literally, you lie in bed, all his entire wall is TV. Um, I asked him to take a picture of it because I thought it'd be help. Because I've told the story a bunch of times to friends of mine, and I thought it would help the storytelling. He liked to tweet, but he never actually posted a picture of his TV, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not actually him liking that. <laughs> oh no i guarantee you kevin smith does his own uh, social media he is a social media uh what's the word i'm looking for um he uh he was way ahead of his time he was he got on twitter right off the bat before he was on twitter he used to run his own message board uh he eventually hired someone to run it but he still was on there constantly he's very active in social media and always has been uh he yeah, I, 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 will, I will agree with that but almost every single like person on that level also, as other people have access to that. And a lot of people have this neat little thing that will just like anything you're mentioned in. Oh, definitely not, because I've mentioned him a whole bunch of times, and he never liked it. Honestly, I think oh, he Jesus does it himself. Christ. 
Yeah. Uh, no, he's he, um, he's a cool guy. Um, and I don't know him, but I kind of know his wife. So I've been familiar with him for quite a while. Uh, I've talked with him once or twice on his message boards back in the day. And as I mentioned, he had, he was practically the first people person to do uh, podcasting. Him, Joe Rogan, and Adam is it Adam Curry, the guy from MTV? Was that is that was that his name? You remember remember that guy? Jesus, Adam Carolla. No, no, not Adam, not Adam Carolla. Adam Curry. He was a, a he was a DJ on MTV, and he basically they call him the Podfather because he had the very first successful podcast supposedly. Yeah, it's definitely okay. that. Yes, Carolla. there also no, there is also an Adam Curry, but Carolla was also one of the the first ones to the party. Yeah, and you're right, you're right as well. He also was one. Let's it's there's like a half dozen guys that all did it right around the same time. I think Adam Curry has the distinction of be, being like six months ahead of them or something like that. So, um, but yeah, so I, it does. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, uh, Kevin Smith did do his own social media. He's a uh, cool story about that. Actually, he runs into people all the time because he travels a lot, and a lot of the people he meets, uh, he meets on a professional level, like you know, security guards, flight attendants, things like that. People that can't ask him for a uh, selfie. It's uh, it would be professionally bad and it might get them in trouble. Kevin Smith knows this. Whenever he notices, because you can tell when somebody knows who you are when you're a celebrity. <clears throat> rather than having them risk getting in trouble to ask for a selfie, he'll say, Hey, you want a selfie? He'll come up, take, take a picture of them with his cell phone and then post it on Twitter for them to find later. I always thought that was a really nice thing to do. Oh, you're still going. I, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. Better, let's shoot the fucking shit boys. Yeah. Come on. And we're hey. I'm ready for callers. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have other topics we'll go, in, go into and while we're waiting for someone to call in. Uh, did you see that uh, Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy died? Yeah, he, uh, he dropped dead from the corona, didn't he? Yep, yes, he did. I mean, he was 75 and pretty fucked up from that uh, tiger attack. So, I mean, it's not like a really surprising one, but... but I don't uh, know. If we're, if we're doing the uh, you know, cause of death math here... Corona is more deadly than being attacked by a fucking tiger. Man, they were so delusional about that shit. I mean, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I understand about loving your pets, and I'm sure they considered them their pets. But they swore up and down that that tiger was not attacking him, that actually Roy was having a mini stroke. The tiger sensed that and dragged him off stage, and they say the tiger actually saved Roy's life. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you fucking cage up a goddamn murder cat. Eventually, it's going to be a murder cat. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, Mind you, really I would that. like a pet puma. Like, I think I could handle that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you like the 40, 50-pound ones? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to if you try to sell me a fucking mountain lion, I'm going to punch you right in the goddamn jugular. Yeah, that's that's just fucking crazy. Um, I, I'm always just amazed when you see somebody like working with uh, big animals like that. I mean, that's a lot of self confidence in your ability to handle something that could easily kill you. People are fucking stupid. Yeah, like that yeah, should have no never kidding. been a thing. You think about like the circus and fucking trying to train lions and shit. They're all idiots. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm never, I'm not a big fan of that circus shit either. I'm not, you know, I don't like watching, you know animal trainer trainers push around uh big animals for our entertainment that's just not cool 
uh, I feel semi hypocritical about that because I do enjoy zoos. I know on you know when it comes right down to it, that's kind of a shitty thing to do to uh, animals too. But it's not at the same levels. I think it's like actually training them to do tricks and shit. So there are decent zoos out there that are just there for rehabilitation or like endangered animals and repopulation and shit. But yeah, most of them fuck that. <laughs> oh goddamn! <laughs> hey, let's shoot the fucking shit, boys! Right? What up? Hey, uh, for the person asking if that's my wife, no, that's my dog whining. Uh, you guys talk to shit for a second. I think my dog needs something. I'll be right back. Tanner, how you feeling today? Uh, I was I was I was a little rough for um, the first part of the day, but I'm doing pretty good. Um, according to Forrest Spliffin, though, um, because we 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 cut loose and and drank a little bit of liquor last night, um, he he compared us to Jay doing dabs and smoking weed all fucking day long, which I thought was uh, a funny comparison. Yeah, like a 30-year addiction and getting slightly hammered, you know, once a month for some fights. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I said something about it being an apples-to-apples comparison. It's, it's, it's fucking absolutely crazy. Yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. Where, where is Forrest? God damn it. Where are you in the chat? I don't even see him. We'll Sorry see about it. that, gentlemen. Uh, are you on the claw today or are you taking the day off? I'm taking the day off. I actually, by the time I went to sleep, I polished off that entire bottle. So, trying to get back to where I won't feel like shit getting up and working out in the morning. Oh, so what, do you, yeah. what did you drink last night? I had a bottle of Jura Sevenwood. What is that? Whiskey. Oh, my. Oh, uh, bottle, yeah. and a bottle of fifth. I think it's slightly smaller. I'm going to have to go back and fucking look. <laughs> yeah that that picture of that bottle of turkey that i posted was not representative of of what i actually drank because that was a, a one of those 1.75s and oh, it man. was near it was nearly gone when i dipped into it yesterday hence why i got into the tulla whatever that shit is tulla mardu or whatever the hell the other stuff i dipped into so i did not drink that whole bottle last night by any means yeah that was that would have been a lot yeah, I, I didn't even barely, end up drinking barely anything, to be honest with you. I, uh, two Smirnoff ices over a course of seven hours. So obviously, I feel fine today. Uh, my throat's kind of cashed out. Uh, I'm talking for seven hours and smoking for seven hours. But other than that, I feel fine. What yeah, time did you guys the, cut uh, the feed? Smoking. Oh, God, like one thirty in the morning or something. Somewhere, sometime between 1 and 2. It was a full a little, tad over seven hours for the entire show. Yeah, I, I, lost, the, I lost the fight um at the co-main and disconnected and then before the main even started i was i was sleeping <laughs> uh did you go back and rewatch the the main fight i watched the main fight not too long ago with the volume off but i had bosh on the tv so i didn't watch it too closely but it, it did look like uh tony was getting pieced up pretty good for sure yeah it's sad in some ways you know he worked so hard and had such a long fight streak to have it end that way with, with never getting a real title shot. Well, it's hilarious. He, like uh, he will end up never fighting Khabib. No, it's no, that that fight is crazy. cursed. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, if he does, it will be several, several, several years down the road, and he's already starting to slow down, in my opinion. So it won't be the same fight. Well, he's thirty-six. Um, like this fight should have happened like five years ago. Is it me? Am I making shit up? Or did Tony physically, his body, 
you know, insert gay joke here, but he didn't look good. He he didn't look good at all. No, I and the grad yelled at me when I when I brought it up this saying that he looked older. And I, it looked like there was a little bit of gray in his hair, and his face definitely looked older. Um, and I brought this up yesterday, and you guys weren't a big fan of it. Uh, do you guys think the double weight cut actually ended up hurting him? Yeah, fuck. Who knows, man? Probably. I mean, I don't remember you bringing up. I must have blacked that out. <laughs> it might it might have been when I was speaking with Homelander and uh, Ryan. I'm not sure who was on the line at the time. Well, yeah, it was during the main event. So Tenor was, you know. Yeah, I was, I was sleeping. Pillow at that point. Exactly. But yeah, as far as, the, as far as two weight cuts, like, that close together. Like, I know damn well it would affect me. And they, uh, I think it was in the post-fight scrum for Gaethje. They asked if he thought that, you know, factored in. Obviously, he said he didn't know about Tony, but like if he had to do it, it would affect him too. So, yep. I'm sure it played some factor, but like that shit was Tony's own fault. Right? Yeah, that was a very weird flex. I mean, do you really think he? Do you think he didn't think that he was going to be fighting two weeks after that? He's just fucking weird, so he probably did. He's yeah, he's fucking strange. Anyways, man, I've never been a huge fan. I mean, he's he's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything about his fighting style, but. He's just so weird. It kind of turns me off. Yeah, as we as we mentioned before, yeah, I, I seen him on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, a couple of the scenes there turned me off to him as a personality. And as a fighter, he's one of the most exciting, fun fighters I've ever seen. Uh, a lot of the stuff he does doesn't work, but last night was pretty much the first time anyone really made him pay for it. Right. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I remember several times where when he was doing that spinny shit, putting his back to Gahey, and he just fucking cracked him for it. Well, in that fight, this is one of the first times you ever saw Tony have someone really kind of stalk him the entire fight. You know, put a lot of damage into the leg. Also, just keep tagging him in the fucking face. Like you could see throughout that fight from the first, you know, from the first round on. He was countering less and less. So the more he was eating from Gaethje, the less likely he was to follow anything up. And obviously at the end, he was damn near running away. Oh, yeah. That, that last hit when he shook his head, that it looked completely involuntary. Just like his brain went, no. Oh, that was just sad. <laughs> yeah, Gaethje, I noticed his, um, his head movement was really good. Getting down, standing right in the pocket and just getting down in his head movement you know, lowering his level and, and moving side to side was actually really, really good. And then coming up with hooks off of that, off the head movement. Yeah. He was really like really leaning into it. Like he has, but he must have real flexible hips or some shit like that. I'm not sure what the technical term would be for it, but I saw him like really swiveling at the hips to do a lot of head movement. It's called his hips. Don't lie. Technique actually. Uh, <laughs> he's been training with Shakira. <laughs> All right. Did you guys uh, see that? Uh, they had to move Kakashi 69 because his dumbass was standing on the balcony outside and predictably enough, someone took a picture and leaked where he was staying. Why was someone going to, is he got a hit out on him still? I, uh, well, I don't know if he's officially got a hit on him, but it's a general, uh, people are in general agreement that there are people out there that would like to do bad things to him as well. They should. I think he deserves all that. <laughs> I don't, I, you, I'm with you. Like he definitely deserves it, and if nothing else, he deserves to be dropped on his fucking head for the face tattoos and the retarded hair and being a horrible, absolutely shit at music. 
<laughs> so you really think he deserves to die for all that? Because that's what's going to happen if the certain people figure out where he lives. Well, I mean, things well, he probably deserves right. He yeah, he probably deserves to die for um, having sex with a with a fourteen year old or raping a fourteen year old, oh, and my. or rat and or ratting on his boys who you shouldn't rat on. So he should probably um, die for those things. Well, not just the little, hair and the stupid music. One out of two, I can agree with you. I was unaware of his actual fit at crimes uh, of that nature. I he did he did put out a really good point. He he said. Uh, something about why should he be loyal to so, some people that kidnapped him, robbed him and beat his ass. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of a good point, sir, but you're kind of already in it. So it's not, it's not yeah. about loyalty at that point. It's all about preserving your own fucking hide. Yeah. You reap what you get involved with him in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the old saying play stupid games, win dumb prizes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, obviously, I figured you guys would have a lot to say about that, but I, apparently, fuck that guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fuck that part, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, do you guys see that? You guys see that thread on the OG where a guy sold everything he owned to move to Thailand? No, I, I missed that one. Yeah, that pop yeah, it popped back up today. It's, uh, so I know it's within the first couple pages. Apparently, that's exactly what the guy did. Um, I wasn't sure if you guys had read the actual thread or not, so I didn't want to get into specifics of what he did and why. Uh, but at the very least, I wanted to ask you, if you were going to do that, first off, would you ever do that? Is there any place where if you knew you could sell everything your own and start back over in a new spot, would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Ryan you you don't have like a wife or children that you know about or claim so it'd be easy for you to say yeah fuck yeah i'll, I'll you know move out of this spot and move into another spot <clears throat> um i've got small kids and shit so that's really not it's not something that i even would consider at this point and, you know uh-huh. unless i was like uh marty from ozark and i had to get the fuck out of here then i'd consider it <laughs> i i just uh uh bumped it to the top in case you guys want to check it out later um okay part two of the question assuming that you would do that where would you go i would have a house on the beach in costa rica with a decent garage gym and i'd be fucking happy yeah well a tenor I, you said you wouldn't do it but if you if you were well what would be your spot um, I got buddies that opened up uh, Bali MMA, and I would probably just head out there and just fucking take up smoking weed and fucking doing Muay Thai in Bali and, mm. you know, doing jujitsu. That would be fun. Interesting. Yeah, I've never really thought about it. Um, there's all kinds of places that I'd like to visit, but I've never traveled enough that I would be able to make a decision by saying, yeah, I'd like to go live there forever. Um I mean, there's all kinds of spots that sound like they'd be nice, like Hawaii or some tropical island or things like that. But honestly, I can't, can't even really answer that. I'm not well-traveled enough. Have you ever left the country, Jay, right. besides Canada? Canada doesn't count. No, I have not. Um, I've only been in probably a half a dozen states. I can I can give you my entire travel thing in under two minutes. <laughs> I've been to Florida once and back. Uh, I've been to um, Omaha, Nebraska once and back. Um, I've been to Ohio a couple few times for, you know, actually quite a few times for different amusement parks. And I've been to Canada maybe two or three times, but just directly across the uh, water in Windsor. And that is the entirety. Oh, I'm sorry. And two trips to Vegas. And that's the entirety of my travel. That's sad. Well, I haven't been many places. 
I've only been to, I've only been to Mexico twice and Canada once. That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> right. Do you uh, hop out inside the country? Do you have you traveled uh, any in like in the states and such? Uh, a little bit. Um, traveled around doing jujitsu here and there in different states. Every time I went somewhere um, on a vacation with the family, I'd, I'd end up at uh, the, the jujitsu school in the, in the town that I was in. That's why I was telling I was telling you guys I rolled with Dave Terrell in uh, Santa Rosa, California. I was out there for a wedding. So I did that for a while. Um, I also lived, I lived in Florida for about five years and I lived in North Carolina for seven or eight months. So I lived in three different States, but all East coast stuff. Right. Right. Did you, um, did you like living in Florida? I did. I enjoyed Florida. Um, but I was, you know, fresh out of college, um, doing construction, uh, being a, a freaking ne'er-do-well, um, so I, yeah, I had a lot of fun down there, but it's not some place that I would want to raise a family. I mean, it was mm. fun for a, a single guy or a guy with a, a girlfriend, but, um, as far as raising kids down there, no, thank you. <laughs> Maybe if you're in a different part of Florida. Um, I was, you know, I was in a nice little town right on the, on the Gulf of Mexico. Um, uh, right close to Tampa in between uh, St. Petersburg and like Tarpon Springs. Um, so it, it was beautiful and it wasn't a bad place. Um, but yeah, just the education system down there and hmm. just the fucking shit bags, man. There's a lot of shit bags down there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Florida is famous for that. Um, but uh, for the most part, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to answer that question. And I'm not even sure if I'd want to move. Well, yeah, actually, I probably would. If someone said, hey, you're moving to Hawaii, I'd be like, oh, fucking, that's awesome. You got me a job there? <laughs> that, yeah, I can't all... imagine anybody in their right mind going, yeah, if I had, you know, if I could take the pick, yeah, I want to live in the outskirts of fucking Detroit. <laughs> there are a lot of good reasons to live where I live. Uh, most of the reasons why I would move in mild weather. I'm not a winter person. Some people are. There's all kinds of amazing winter sports, uh, snowmobiling, uh, skiing. Um, God, I'm sure there's other things, but but not being a winter person. Shoveling, you wouldn't know anything about that one. Nah, but... No, no, I wouldn't know how to do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, so, I, but there I, are, I, and, and, and Michigan, if you're into the outdoors in any season, is an amazing place from what I understand. But I'm not an outdoor person at all. So the, the entire state's kind of wasted on me. You know, I've, I've never been to Hawaii because you've brought it up a couple different times. I've never been there. I'm sure it's beautiful. But uh, if, if anything, this whole fucking pandemic shit, if, if it's taught me anything is I, I don't want to be somewhere where I can't get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm. Um, so being trapped on an island like that is just that you're fucking trapped. So, you know, I've, I've kind of think about things a little differently now that we're living in the times that we're living, you know, no matter how serious it is or isn't, you know, depending on, on your worldview on what's going on with the pandemic. Um, so it's changed me on, on things like that. Like, yeah, why? Yeah. I'd love to live in Hawaii. Well, right now I'm like, ah, you know what? I'd be fucking trapped and I don't like that feeling. So uh, it's, it's definitely changed my perspective a little bit. No, and that's hey, a good at least point. at least if the zombie apocalypse hits and you're in Hawaii, at least there's a limited number of zombies you have to deal with. Mm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah that's for actually sure. funny I, i've read about probably at least 40 or 50 zombie apocalypse books it's one of my favorite subjects 
And it really depends on the type of zombies you get. Uh, most zombie apocalyptic, apocalypse books, uh, water's a good thing to keep you from zombies. Occasionally, someone will write stories where the zombies just fucking hit the bottom of the uh, lake and keep on walking. Um, so, like, you'll have, like, uh, so islands are a horrible place for it. Because in this example, they actually won the war against the zombies. But any place that's on their water was always a danger of having some zombies just wander out of the ocean and start fucking people up. Yeah, that makes no real logical sense, though. <laughs> like, there's a lot scarier shit in that ocean than zombies. Right, right. But they were speaking of, like, where you dump, like, 30 or 40,000 uh, zombies in the ocean. Some of them are going to come back out. But, like I said, yeah, that's that's pretty rare in zombie stories. Most of, most of them uh, think that, like, being on an island would be a good way to avoid most of the zombie problems. Yeah, enough, what you're about the, the expert, pandemic, apparently. though? I, apparently, <laughs> I am. Uh, you guys don't. You guys don't get into that sort of thing. I mean, obviously, it's not, never going to really happen. But I've often thought about uh, zombie apocalypses and how I would survive them, or not, as the case may be. Uh, it's it's an interesting one because it's a completely different way to prepare for it than l most other things of that nature. Like obviously, a nuclear attack, you'd want to have a completely different set of preparations than if uh, the zombies started popping up out of graves. Yeah, yeah, I can count the I, number of books I've read on zero hands. <laughs> I know you've read a book before. Come on, dude. They 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 forced to do at least a couple of them in school. No, those I generally just got other people to do the work for me. <laughs> like I've never read like a leisure type of book. Really? Like I'll do stuff like I'll do articles or like anything I can do in one sitting. Mm -hmm. I'll read. But an actual fucking book, it may just be my ADHD, but like I can't fucking do it. I can't do it in one sitting. I'm not coming back to it. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. What about you, Tanner? Yeah, you ever been... I've definitely read some zombie stuff. I, I would always think, though, that you'd want to go someplace cold because it would slow them down. Yes. Yes, that's definitely true. Um, and it, that's addressed in a lot of things. Um, in a lot of the books, they call the winter a time to build and prepare because for the most part, it freezes the zombies or at least slows them down a whole bunch. But once spring hits, they come back to life and, you know, start fucking shit up again. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the northern climates would probably do better once they once it reaches the point where it would uh, freeze them where they're walking around. I bet fucking Ryan is pulling his goddamn hair out right now. What little he has. <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough to pull out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then then, then that being the case, uh, in the southern climates they obviously have more of a problem with them. And it's interesting; some most people do slow zombies. Some of them people write about fast zombies, and obviously that'd be a great big difference in survivability. <laughs> um, you know, basically, if if it's slow zombies, normally you only die if you do something stupid or aren't paying attention. Fast zombies can fuck pretty much anybody up if you're if you get unlucky. Yeah, I'm not into into fast zombies. I like slow zombies. Yeah, I know it. It, it makes it makes it uh, go from an interesting uh, conversation on how you would survive to something that you probably weren't going to survive. <laughs> exactly. I mean, because if you if you look at any any of the uh, either either novels you've read or zombie movies and or television series, ultimately we become our own worst enemy. It's, it's us versus each other, not us versus zombies. Once we figure out how to kind of navigate that world with them, it's it's us fucking each other up and stealing each other's shit and, and fucking each other over. Yep. 
Yep. And uh, that's what you'd have to really prepare for after the initial burst of violence and death. Um, you know, the first six months, you're going to be worried about zombies fucking killing you. After that, you know, everyone that's left knows how to fuck with zombies. You know, they're not the problem. It's the other people. And then that's when traditional survival skills come back into play. Um, you know, just because I know all about how to fucking defeat zombies and keep myself alive. That doesn't mean six months from now, I won't be some alpha male's bitch. <laughs> well, not that's not going to take time got- at all. Exactly. If, if we that's ever why gotta... hit a zombie apocalypse, I'm coming, I'm picking you up, and you're going to be my fucking mascot. <laughs> well, thank God oh. someone is, because I could. let's be realistic, dude. I, I don't have any real survival skills. I have a lot of stupid knowledge in my head that might help us in some very specific situations, but the most part, I'm going to need protection. You know, <laughs> I'm not the uh, fight off like three different raiders uh, to keep them from stealing my food and my woman type of guy. Let's be realistic. Yeah, you, you, you've got something that Ryan wants, though. Not my booty. Please say, don't say my it's booty. That big, it's that big, fat, veiny cock that he can wrap his lips around. <laughs> yeah, I was more so going for the fact that Jay is one of the few people I know that I could actually outrun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will save you from at least one group of zombies, right? <laughs> exactly. You got to have that, you know, in case of emergency. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure you guys are done bored with talking about zombie stuff um we're gonna talk about mutant killing somebody in his lawn oh shit did you guys see that thread oh my god (laughs) for those that haven't seen the thread on the uh uh, internet forum that we uh, hang out on quite a bit someone posted a thread saying that they found a body in their front yard this morning uh a human body (laughs) and uh and obviously, you know, um, there was lots of questions about that. And as it, I mean, Tanner, obviously, as a police officer, you've probably found a dead body before, right? Uh, but yeah, I've been on, uh, yeah, body calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I imagine that's never a fun thing to have it happen in your front yard when you're going out to grab the newspaper. It's got newspapers. Oh, shit. Thing. Yeah. I've got I've got a perfect fucking story to go with the, the zombie story. So, so I'm on, I'm on my first, uh, dead body call, uh, this alcoholic drunk woman, probably, uh, late fifties, early sixties, uh, dead in her apartment had been there a couple of days. It was probably like, it was summer. So it was like 94, 95, mm-hmm. quite obviously dead and smelly. So I'm in there with, uh, with another senior officer and, uh, <laughs> He he's like, you know, you're always like, uh, it's your first body, huh? So, you know, he's kind of like talking shit to me a little bit. And uh, he goes, he goes, hey, Tenor, what the hell would you do if she sat right up right now on the couch? And I looked at him, it's straight as shit. I go, dude, I've seen way too many zombie movies and I know that bitch is dead. If she sits up off that couch, I'm putting two right between her fucking eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I hear stories occasionally uh, because of like, you know, the gases that develop in the body. Uh, dead people will every once in a while fucking move on you. Um, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but I've always, always heard different things about that. Well, there's a lot of gases and shit. Sometimes they pop on you. Like they get bloated and you go to move them, like put them in a bag or something. They'll fucking blow up on you, which kind of sucks. You mean like actually <laughs> physically skin splitting blow up? Is that what you mean? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because oh, it, because it's just it's it's the gases from from the decay, so it bloats them up. So when you go to move them, sometimes they'll pop. 
Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of gross. Yeah, that's a little disturbing to say the least. Um, yeah, but I can. I, I hate to tap you for police stories, but I, I can't imagine that's the grossest thing you've ever seen, though. Um, honestly, I haven't. You know, I make no bones about what what I've done in my my law enforcement career. I haven't done a whole lot of crazy shit. I haven't seen a lot of crazy shit. Um, you know, I, I think I've drawn my gun on a couple different people. Obviously, I've never been in, involved in any officer-involved shootings, knock on wood, because I don't want that to happen. No fucking cop does. So here's a little disclaimer for everybody that fucking thinks that cops are out hunting people. No fucking cop wants to kill anybody because it'll be the, it's the worst fucking thing in the world to go through that scrutiny and have, have to defend yourself against that. So, um, so I haven't done that, and I don't want to. Um, no, I haven't, I haven't really been into a, a whole lot of shit, man. I've, I've, I've led a, a blessed career of uh, mediocrity, which I enjoy. Hey, you know, that's a good thing. And that's, you know, um, when I was younger, I often thought about being a police officer. I don't think it would have been an appropriate career for me considering my temperament and such, but I do get irritated watching people break rules. It's, it's kind of a peeve of mine. It brings me into the, oh, you think you're better than everybody else and you don't have to follow the rules thing. Um, so that always made me think that maybe being a police officer would be the thing for me. But I think we can all agree that maybe would not have been an appropriate choice. <laughs> <laughs> you might be good in like cyber crimes or some crazy shit like that because you said you did really good on your ASVAP or whatever yeah. that that uh, yeah. military test yeah, is. I, I can't remember what it's called anymore, but yeah, I did really well on that. They they were able to look over a whole bunch of things to get me in there. Yeah, um, so they, you yeah. know, they, they, like you know, I've talked to some some other OGers uh, about you know what they do as far as, you know, their law enforcement careers. And that's where being in a bigger department where you can branch off, which I'm not, I'm in a, in a pretty small department. So <clears throat> just like the military, when there's many different jobs, same, same with law enforcement or like nursing or anything like that, you can, you can, well, once you get through the academy and do your, your time on patrol, you can kind of call your shots if you're smart enough and go into different divisions you know if you want to go into homicide go into homicide or you know burglary robbery stuff like that or going to like cyber crimes and stuff so that's that's where there's avenues in in bigger departments for for someone like you who might be involved want to be involved in that but not be a beat cop your whole life because it doesn't suit you right right although obviously you have to do the beat cop thing for at least a little while to you know earn your stripes so to speak and you yeah, have to yeah, work you sure. around so you know <laughs> yeah 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 so that that was something i often thought about um the other career that i was always interested in obviously was radio but honestly i was too cowardly about it to go about it the right way um when i was younger i always wanted to be a radio dj uh i didn't go to college so i was not able to get into the traditional format to go into radio where you become where you go to college for radio and you intern at a radio station uh they won't let you intern at a radio station if you're not going to college because when you're interning, you. <laughs> well, exactly and they don't pay you for that you you get college credits right. so if you're interning exactly. and you're not going to college they call that slavery and that's against the law <laughs> so <laughs> so i did manage to get into a large radio station as an unofficial intern but that only lasted a couple months my car broke down and two months later when i went back to it the guy that was letting me do the unofficial intern had moved to california a guy named tom sarnia tom sarnia i believe and the new promotions manager didn't know who i was and refused to believe that tom would have let me do that that shit so that was the end of that 
Uh, but the reason I said it was kind of cowardly of me is what I should have did was move the fuck away from Detroit. Detroit's like, I think, the as is, is a top five radio market. might even be a number three. It is not the place to try to break into radio. I should have had more confidence in my ability and just moved to bumfuck Idaho or something at a little tiny radio station and started there. Duke of Kentucky. Massive yep. Jay spinning some country <laughs> records. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't uh, have confidence in myself. And I was too worried about partying with my friends. So I never followed that up like I should have. And, you know, overall, I'm, I'm happy with my life. But I, I often wonder about the could have been uh, radio DJing is a, a really rough career, though. Um, it makes you make a lot of money at the very top, uh, not so much anyplace else. And it has very little uh, job uh, security. I mean, you've listened, you guys all listen to you know, radio at one point or another, and you know how often like the entire radio station goes under and they hire all new people. Mm. Plus, it's just like all monopolized to like two or three companies now, right? Right. So, yeah, exactly. So if you're on the outs of one of those companies, you have very little options for another job. The thing I don't get is like what what from a college education do you actually need to just talk yeah, yeah, I know. It, it was it was a really weird way to do it. And I thought I was going to be able to circumnavigate in certain ways because my high school radio uh, program was pretty strong. Our, our uh, high school had an FM radio station, which is kind of unusual. Most high schools don't have a radio station, and the few that do are normally AM stations. Uh, we had an FM station. It didn't have a gigantic receiver, but we, you know, uh, so, but we actually had FM 89.5, uh, WAHS, the station for alteration. And I had a weekly, a daily show and a weekly show and all that good stuff. So I thought I was doing good. And apparently that didn't mean a goddamn thing once you get out of high school. A station for alteration? Yeah, yeah. It was, Who you the know, fuck came up with that garbage? <laughs> it's been their logo since way before I started doing it. Uh, you know, that was just the, that was just the station's motto. Because the they played all kinds of different things. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, it alternated between one thing to another to another because you let the, they let the students pick out the music. Uh, for the most part, they try to uh, you know censor that stuff a little bit, but for the most part, they let the students play whatever they liked. So I played a lot of heavy metal and things like that. Uh, the radio station itself did not have a lot of selection on that, but I quickly brought in a buddy of mine uh, as a co-host who had a gigantic music collection of awesome heavy metal and, and punk rock and all that good shit. Uh, so. So it was a good Imagine time. Imagine that you you leaning on a co-host. Yeah, I know. I can't. I, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a rich history of relying on other people to take care of my shit for me. <laughs> Minimal effort. Yeah, you got that right. Um, yeah, we we had fun with it. We uh, actually uh, interviewed uh, two or three uh, local bands of various sizes. Uh, a band named Halloween. A band named Death Threat. Uh, it, it was a good time, but it, like I said, it never produced anything career-wise for me. But on the other hand, I do believe that me talking as a young person uh, got me interested in this whole thing in general. So if I hadn't did high school radio, I certainly w wouldn't be doing a podcast with you fine gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know about that. I never did radio and a podcast really isn't that difficult. <laughs> For you, you got to remember I'm special needs and shit. <laughs> That's a good point. However, yeah. I think you should give it one more go. I'm going to need you to start just applying for everything for like hot 97 in New York. I think you'd fit right <laughs> oh, in Jesus. spending some hip hop. <laughs> um, that's not my genre, but then again, if you're a professional DJ, you take the job that they give you and you pretend to like that type of music. Um, speaking of pretending to like that type of music, uh, do you guys, you guys do know Gwen Stefani is going out with that country guy, Blake Sheldon, right? You guys seen that? 
I know you guys don't follow celebrity ship. I'm assuming you know about that. Yeah. I the only reason even... why, <clears throat> the only reason why she's going out with him is because I kicked her to the curb. <laughs> I've got a picture of me with, uh, with her from, uh, God, it's gotta be 20 and 17 years ago. I think in 2003, uh, she's always been a very beautiful person. Uh, but I thought it was funny. They, I saw a clip uh, today where she apparently made her debut at the grand old Opry, uh, virtually speaking from their home while where she did a song with her husband, Blake, I think they're married. Uh, and uh, that, if you were to ask me 17 years ago, if Gwen Stefani would be singing country music, I would have kicked you in the dick for even making up something that's stupid. Uh, it's a weird world we live in. I didn't even know she was still a thing. No, she not probably not really. I, the last time I saw her actually do something professionally was probably three or four years ago when she was a uh, judge on The Voice, which is how she met that guy in the first place. <clears throat> But she's still she's held, she's held up really really well. I saw I saw her sing with him. She's still she's still beautiful. Uh, she's got to be getting close to fifty. Uh, but you you wouldn't know it. Yeah, the only she country I really know is Wheeler Walker Jr. That mm. man is a genius. Yeah, I country music is one of those uh, genres that I'm not into, but I don't have anything against. Most of the country I've heard has been a little too simplistic for my tastes. Uh, but that might just be prejudice because, uh, like I said, I I don't really want to like country. It's it's fun not to. Uh, but there's certainly nothing wrong with it. Uh, not like some other genres. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand the new the new shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but David Allen Coe, I could I could rock with that. Or uh, obviously Johnny Cash, I can rock with that. Right, who's right. that new guy though? I, there, there is a new guy who I think he's buddies with Rogan or something. Who's actually pretty fucking decent. Got a pretty powerful voice. Is it like Sturgill something Simpson or something? Oh yeah, Sturgill Simpson. I know who you're talking about. I'm gonna. I'd fuck it's, up his yeah, name. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson. That guy's actually pretty fucking talented. He's got a great voice and can play the shit out of a guitar. Hmm. I want to. Say I saw something about him like making a guitar out of a fucking shovel or something just for shits and giggles and playing it. I could it, it might be a different guy though. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, I I saw a couple of his live performances just because I wanted to know who the fuck this guy that Joe Rogan's all buddies with, who who's a country guy because I can't stand country. I wanted to check him out, mm-hmm. and he he's actually a good musician and he sings about shit like not like his wife leaving him and his dog got kicked and his truck fucking broke down all that stupid <laughs> shit they sing about well i do like that country you know uses guitars and bass and and i enjoy that part of it and i i know some country people are really skillful in that but since it's a, such a different type of guitar playing than what i'm used to it's hard for me to judge that you know i i mean i you can look at it and say wow his hands are moving really fast and such but guitar doesn't always work like that um so i guess it's it's not that i should say that i don't like country i don't i'm not equipped to appreciate it really well jay your your homework after the podcast today is go out to youtube look for wheeler walker jr and the song is called eating pussy kicking ass <laughs> oh, jesus oh. fucking christ start with the classics i see huh <laughs> god damn right all right well, shit, guys, we did a show. Uh, you, I mean, we don't have to stop. If you got something you specifically want to talk about, we will soldier on. But if not, we did an hour, and it's probably a good time to call it a night. You know, it's amazing how short uh, an hour seems after you go fucking seven goddamn long, painful, excruciating, J-fighting with a goddamn refrigerator hours. 
<laughs> you did too. That fucking that that refrigerator kicked your fucking ass last night, bro. Dude, you know the ref wasn't even watching that fight. Um, it poked me in the eye. Uh, I got a low blow. My nuts still hurt from it. Um, it, it, that wasn't fair, guys. I, you know, they. I'm gonna talk to the commission. I think we can get that overturned. Well, at least you didn't get your ass kicked over a scone like Sly Dog did. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. All right, I guess we're gonna call it a night, folks. Uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow at six o'clock. Believe it or not, we keep on doing this shit every day until you guys tell us to stop. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army as always for showing up in the chat box. You guys are the show. I want to thank Tanner Tenner uh, for calling in. Uh, you guys, you're always you're always welcome to call in, dude. You're practically one of our co-hosts now. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Ryan, who basically does the entire fucking show, and I just kind of show up for it. Um, Ryan, you got anything? Yeah, we got two things. First of all, we also need to give a shout out to our to our fallen comrade Homelander, who does not have the balls to call in two days in a row. Um, and secondly, <laughs> fuck all y'all. You guys have a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow. Hey Jay. Yes, sir. Are you gonna play those CDs tomorrow on the sh- on the show? <laughs> Which CDs are you referring to, sir? CDs nuts. <laughs> <laughs>